And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, covering down on some ground across the northern half of the great state of Alabama. I'm talking about way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gadsden, parts of Georgia and Tennessee and even Mississippi, just for good measure. Hey, uh, I, before I jump into the Triple Dipper, i got to just remind everybody, have your weather plan in place, all right? Just keep an eye on things. I know schools all over the listening area have even closed early. Uh, Boomer, your little guy, y'all had to pick him up at, uh, what, like noonish today, right? Yeah, man, yeah. school's closed early, getting ready for the storms. All right, well, big storms uh, potential. Uh, mm. You know, you, you always look at it knowing the potential is there. You don't know until it gets there, but you just, you got to be ready. Um, and, and I would encourage you to have your, your weather plan in place. You know, take care of your pets. Uh, secure your vehicles. The, the you know, if you got things sitting out of the deck that can get blown around, move them in and and know how to um, know how to react timely uh, to you know quick changes in the weather. So what we're looking at right now is the vast majority of our listening area. I would say probably two thirds of the state of Alabama actually is in what they call the uh, enhanced risk of severe weather uh, category, which right now is the highest uh, for the state. So. You know, if you're looking at the colors, green, yellow, orange, uh, green being uh, a marginal, yellow being slight, most of us are going to be in the enhanced risk. And they're saying right now uh, they're looking at the possibility of severe weather with tornadoes uh, to include strong tornadoes. I mean, there's, there's weak ones, I guess, but all tornadoes are bad in my opinion. Uh, wind gusts up to 70 miles an hour. They're calling for potential for hail up to the size of golf balls. How do they protect the size of hail? I don't even know how that works. But And several inches of rain starting late in the afternoon, going into the overnight hours. So anyway, all I'm saying is this, y'all. Be mindful. Uh, keep a weather eye out. Uh, know how to uh, check the weather. Know where your candles and uh, flashlights are. And, um, and just uh, respond accordingly. Stay safe. All right. That being said, let me uh, jump on over to the Triple Dipper. So number one, I'm doing this thing. I'm, I'm calling this whole section the Race to Race. So it just, it irks the crap out of me, to be honest, that, that every time we see something happening, that liberals want to charge it with racism before they go too much further. I mean, that's their easy out. If they don't know what else to do, it's racism. If they don't, if they don't know how to respond, it's racism. If they don't know how to uh, deal with the actual issues or talk the topics or, you know, label the policies or have a counter argument or just a, a, a true discourse, a debate... Then, then racism gets thrown down. I will caveat by saying, I know that racism exists. Don't call in here and say, Phil, you're ignoring the fact that raci racism exists. It just does. But it's not systemic. It's not. It's not that we are a racist nation that needs to be taken down a notch. We don't. And, and, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm broadcasting from the great state of Alabama. Does Alabama have a checkered history? Certainly it does. Boomer and I were talking about this during the break. It's amazing the, the, how Alabama has been on both ends of what I would call the racist spectrum over the, 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 its, its entire existence. I mean, the capital of the Confederacy, and yet you can also find the birthplace of Martin Luther King's movement uh, in civil rights, Rosa Parks, all of that. You can, you, can, you can also look at, I mentioned a while ago, the Tuskegee Airmen from Tuskegee, Alabama, where they were trained and became world-renowned. And also, by the way, uh, they, were, they were true glass ceiling breakers. You can, you can look at the things that have happened here. I don't think any state has come further than the state of Alabama. But liberals don't want to acknowledge that. 
because liberals need a victimhood mentality in order to get their agenda pushed forward. Because if you're not a victim, then that means you're an achiever. If you're not a victim, that means you believe in self-governance, self-reliance, self-determination. But if you're a victim, if they can convince you that you're in bad way and you'll never be able to amount to anything because someone else is keeping you down, then you'll constantly turn to them for help. And I got news. That is not the way that a true um, capitalist, a true free market, uh, a true democracy exists. We exist on the basis of people who refuse to be victims. Our nation was birthed because we refused to be victims. We could still be idly sitting around our tables getting mad because the British are charging too much for tea if we wanted to, even today. But we chose not to be victims. Well, I mean, so the, the, the whole thing yesterday with Don Lemon, oh, my gosh, that guy. Not for nothing, but somebody needs to just go ahead and, and help him with a new career. But uh, Don Lemon um, made his comments about Nikki Haley, Pastor Prime. I, I doubt it. By the way, I doubt if he said that when, when uh, Hillary Clinton was running. Just saying. Hey, Boomer, we, we, look up uh, Hillary Clinton, find out how old she is, and then subtract uh, five from that. Let's see how old she was when she ran in 2016, or at, subtract six, actually, um, and, and tell me what, how old she was. But Nikki Haley, though, I, I, I'm not saying she's my candidate. I'm not going to endorse a candidate. But I will tell you that um, some of the things she's been saying lately have been pretty sharp. Uh, what you got it? Yeah. yeah, she was seventy. She's seventy-five now, so seventy. She was seventy when she ran in twenty sixteen-ish, thereabouts, ish, depending on when ish. her birthday was. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's okay. So I, I, I guess Don Lemon needs to go back and recognize that uh, Hillary Clinton, according to him, was past her prime. Hmm. Um, anyway, I got a piece from the Hill, thehill.com, dated yesterday. Nikki Haley criticizes U.S. self-loathing. America is not a racist country, she said, and she would know. Why? Because she's the child of first-generation immigrants. She's actually of Indian descent. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley criticized what she said as a self-loathing that's taking over the U.S. and dismissed accusations that the country is racist during her campaign launch. Here's her quote. She said, a self-loathing has swept our country. It's in the classrooms, the boardrooms, the back rooms of every government. Every day we're told that America is flawed, rotten, and full of hate. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris even say America is racist. Nothing could be further from the truth. So she's getting all out there, man. She's getting right into culture wars. She's not even slowing down. She's going to wade right into it. She says, I'm the proud daughter of Indian immigrants. My parents left India in search of a better life. They lived in South Carolina, and our town came to love us, but it wasn't always easy. We were the only Indian family. So what she's saying is, I know what it means to look different than my peers, and guess what? She's running for president. Oh, no, by the way, she's a Republican who does not believe this country is racist. But yet the Democrats always have what I call the race to race. How quickly can we get to the race issue? Well, it's going to make you matter. <laughs> this is a story that just ticked me off. So somebody who I greatly admire as a person is Justice Clarence Thomas. The things that he endured just to be able to take a seat on the Supreme Court. By the way, who he endured at the hands of none other than Joe Biden, who headed up the confirmations hearings where 
basically it got so bad that Justice Thomas himself said at the time, this was a political lynching. That's what he said. Well, you've got a guy, Justice Thomas, a black man, who has risen to greatness from poverty, who has an amazing story of growing up in the Jim Crow South, who knows what it means to overcome societal mores and, and laws and things that would have otherwise held him back, but he chose not to be a victim. And so Georgia Republicans, Republicans who are proud of him, they want to put up a statue on the Capitol grounds. You know, and I, I, got, I got news. I, I, the author and I of this article that I'm looking at from National Review, we share a thing about, you know, is it really, do you need to build a statue to somebody who's still living? Anyway, that aside... They point out there's already a statue of Jimmy Carter on the uh, Capitol grounds, who's still with us. He's 98 years old. But it says, Justice Thomas is undoubtedly worthy of honor in his home state and worthier than many of the most notable Georgians of the past. His rise from the humblest rural poverty in a place called Pinpoint, Georgia, his unique position as the only the second African-American to ever serve on the Supreme Court, his 31-year tenure on the court, only four Georgians have ever sat on the nation's highest court. But yet Georgia Democrats are not taking the idea well about Republicans building a statue because what they claim is that he's nothing but, in their words, their words, an Uncle Tom. That's just maddening to me. State Senator Nan Orock of Atlanta said his service is problematic. There's a cloud over his service, and that cloud continues today. State Senator Emanuel Jones, a Democrat from Decatur, Georgia, who is also black, by the way, called Thomas an Uncle Tom saying that justice, the Justice Thomas is like someone who has, quote, sold his soul to the slave master. Well, there's a whole lot of reasons why that's offensive. And it's sad, by the way. But the race to race, um, we, can, we, can, we can only hope that the Georgia Republicans prevail on this because Justice Thomas needs to be honored as a person. But it went straight to race, and because he doesn't toe their line, they had to throw down racism, and then, oh, by the way, they had to insult him to fight the fact that he has shown the world what it means to overcome racism. Just, just, just ticks me off. The race to race. All right, Boomer, take a break, man. We'll take a break right now. We'll come back. I'm going to keep this thing going. Did you know that medical schools are the places where you go now to learn how to defeat systemic racism? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And how about this? What about that lady who actually is in charge of diversity, equity, and inclusion for all of the Department of Defense schools. But she's a racist. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back phil williams right side radio solid conservative and just plain right making it cool to be a conservative boomer that's one of my favorite bumps it's so good. 
And, and, you know, and we might need to even talk about, like, updating some of our bumps, but that one stays on the list, dude. That, that needs to stay on the list. Yeah, we need to, I need to do a, a revamp of some of them. We got to go in there and find a few good ones. Yeah. Uh, but we got uh, th- that one, though, that one fires me up every time. <laughs> um, hey, uh, a couple of texts. The text lines are open, 833-687-4448. Uh, Brian from Huntsville says, Joe Biden statue to come in, on his side under his bicycle. No. <laughs> uh, Anyway, um, Randall from, I mean, Missy from Faulkville uh, sent me something saying that it, it, it appears that there's a vaccine requirement to attend a Nikki Haley event, but it was from last November. And I asked the question, is that something her, I don't think her campaign would mandate, that'd be, that'd be political suicide right now, but I would not be a bit surprised to find out, Missy, that it's the venue. I remember we, Charlene and I actually um, uh, took some time to go to Savannah. Uh, for our anniversary a couple years ago, and and there were two concerts we decided to attend while we were there. One of them required masking, and the other one didn't. And it was the venue that was that was making the difference. Um, uh, what else have I got here? Uh, okay, I guess I'll move on. Oh, Randall from Newmarket reminds me I need to start digging it when I start citing. And Randall, I just didn't, didn't leave it out on purpose, but anyway, he said you need to have some knowledge about Booker T. Washington. I I agree. Also for Alabama, I agree. Uh, back on this uh, race to race thing, and we're going to carry this through the top of the hour probably. But um, here's one. Th- so this is the race to race. What? First of all, you know, ha- have you noticed how many times we see that wokeisms are in places that don't even seem to relate? Like, why is Disney fighting, you know, uh, against legislation to sexualize children? <laughs> What's that got to do with being Disney? Or why is um, Delta Airlines calling out the state of Georgia, where they live and reside, by the way, calling out the state of Georgia because of their voting laws, which, by the way, got totally debunked and they had record turnouts. Thank you very much. All the, you look at when you look at woke uh, corporate America, you think y'all are outside your lane, man. Could you please? Could you go to the gun range and shoot inside the left and right limits, please? Could you just stay on target? Well, the other thing that we're seeing right now, and it's, it's, it's not just in this one that I've got in my hands, but uh, redstate.com has an article dated uh, January 12th. It says medical school hosts a task force to eradicate white racism locally and more broadly. Medical school. It's a medical school it's where they teach you how to dissect cadavers and learn how to be a proctologist. They're, they're, I'm just saying, this is what's this got to do with anything? says, last month, the Washington University in St. Louis, how did I come up with proctologist? Why was that the first thing I went to? Boomer's, is, Boomer's, Boomer's not even going to turn his mic on for that one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, right <laughs> when you said it, I was like, all right. <laughs> anyway, all right, moving along. Last month, the Washington University in St. Louis's School of Medicine uh, Cardiovascular Division tweeted out an upcoming event. It said, all Washington University cardiovascular faculty, fellows, and staff are encouraged to attend and participate in Wednesday's special on findings of the anti-racism task force presented by, and it names the person. The person's name is Karen Joint Maddox. Karen Joint Maddox, who on her profile identifies as she, her, Black Lives Matter, cardiologist, health policy researcher, feminist, wife, sports, nuts, and mom. Okay. Um, Pretty much labels her as a liberal. 
But it goes on to say that the discussion was surrounding the ideas of anti-racism as the active dismantling of systems, privileges, and everyday practices that reinforce and normalize the contemporary dimensions of white dominance in a medical school. Now, I, I question, I don't think it was mandatory attendance because it says they're encouraged to attend and participate. But I got a question, why is Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri, feeling the need to host this at all? What does that have to do with anything related to medicine? And oh, by the way, did they have a, did they have a uh, contrary opinion? I mean, this is an opinion show, like Right Side Radio. We're an opinion show. You're going to get the conservative viewpoint. And if somebody wants to call in and have the opposite viewpoint, they can try. Just better be able to hold your own. But the reality is, medical schools, if you're putting on a forum to talk about racism and the contemporary dimensions of white dominance, I'm pretty sure you've got some white students who might. You know what? I'm pretty sure you got some black students who might take issue with that. In fact, you know, just last week we had the situation at Auburn University right here in the state of Alabama where members of the Black Student Union got tired of things happening within their own group and blew the whistle on, you know, this whole email string of um, racist names for white people because they said that's not the way we, we, we don't want to be associated with that. Good on you. And, and look, people, if you see it, call it out. But you know what? If it ain't there, don't make it up. How about this one? This one is still amazing to me. So, I, by the way, I am um, a partial product of the Department of Defense Schools. I am. Somebody in our audience, uh, I've forgotten who it was now. It's been a while. But uh, I actually went to high school at London Central High School in London, England, as a DOD kid. Dad was, uh, my dad was Army. And we were like, I was like one of only two Army kids in the entire school I went to because everybody else was Air Force and Navy because my dad was the uh, uh, U.S. Army liaison to the British Army for training. And, um, and, and, and so it was, it was, it was pretty cool living in London, England, going to a DOD school and the DOD school systems, they're worldwide. And, you know, we provide an educational opportunity for expatriates and military kids in foreign countries, because, you know, if you're a, if you're a kid from Alabama, good luck going to school in Germany at a German school. It's not going to work very well. So, you know, you, you go to a DOD school. All right. So you may recall this. But a lady by the name of Kalisa Wing, W-I-N-G, Kalisa Wing, she has been leading the quote-unquote diversity efforts for the Department of Defense's educational activities in the DOD educational arena since 2021. In other words, she's in charge of their diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts, except that she's a racist and that she has been caught authoring books and putting out tweets that nobody who says she's anti-racism should ever be caught doing. Well, she's now responded. For the first time that I know of, we found a story dated just a few days ago. The Military Times caught up with her and got some commentary. And when we get back from this break, I'll tell you what Kalisa Wing has to say about it. Is she a, a racist? Well, she doesn't think so. <laughs> yeah, proof's in the pudding. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
all you right side ruffians out there, you. You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios, hour number two, the local, the state, the national, sometimes the international, and yeah, we cover down on all the issues, like that dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. We're going to jump right back to the Triple Dipper here in one second. Let me say there's a, there's a few news headlines that are worthy of note. Um, not the least of which is uh, it appears that and you know I don't and I, I wish him the best. I, I, he 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 needs he needs medical intervention. But Senator John Fetterman is apparently back in the hospital now for the second time in two weeks. The guy should have never been allowed to continue that race. Um, you know, you can you can you can ask someone to step down, but it, I look at it too and think, what's his family do? What's his wife doing, pushing him to the point? I mean, he's. The man had a stroke. Was it so important that he had to be a senator that they just had to continue? Well, John Fetterman's back in the hospital for the second time. Uh, whatever condition he has, it says it became severe. Um, another thing that's just sad, and, it, and, I, and it's, 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 a, it's an era. I mean, any of you who, like me, believe that uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, um, Bruce Willis became an action hero uh, on the, in that movie. Uh, but... Uh, Top headline on Fox News is Bruce Willis's family reveals that his medical condition has now progressed to the point that it can be declared as dementia. And that's just sad. That is that is that's a cruel disease, it says. And yes, it is. Um, you know, there's uh, there's it, it's, it, there's no way around it. It just is. Uh, but anyway, we wish uh, Bruce Willis and his family the best and the same for John Fetterman, the best. Um uh, also, uh, we're starting to see a little bit of reporting now on the summaries about um uh, President Biden's press conference, you know, it just the press conference that was and the press conference that wasn't. Uh, but he gave remarks about the shooting down of the Chinese. He didn't even talk about the train derailment in, uh, in, in Ohio, but he did talk about the, uh, the balloons being shot down. He said that the one was a, a guaranteed Chinese spy balloon. We already knew that. We believe that. Uh, the other three that were shot down uh, are still questionable. Um, and at some point, too, he also um, uh, just chose not to take questions and, uh, and even referenced the fact. He said one of the reporters was trying to ask me a question. He goes, you can just come to my office and ask a question. We can have more polite people. And then turn around and walked off, whatever that means. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, not, not helpful, not, not, not workable. He did say during the briefing, though, that the three objects were taken down are likely from private entities not believed to be from China themselves. So then it begs the question, how do we justify the shooting? If we're, if we're not sure what it is, do we still shoot it? I guess, you know, I guess in, in err on the side of caution. Um, if you don't know the origins, then who's going to claim the wreckage when it's all said and done? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want them to let it fly over the continental United States collecting data again. But then again, what's the advice? It, it's, it's a hard call. This is one of those where I can sit out here and be a pundit, and I recognize it's a hard call. Do you pull the trigger on this thing or not? But nonetheless, it appears that we had 
one underreaction and three overreactions is what it appears. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, back to the Triple Dipper. The race to race. And by the way, you're going to want to stay tuned because one of my favorite times of every single week comes up in about 20 minutes. Boomer and McQueen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are a hoot. And uh, uh, and also, by the way, they are the now not, Boomer's not just a pretty face in the studio here. <laughs> He's not just that sultry voice you get to hear periodically. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Boomer is also uh, he and the lovely McQueen. They come on the show, do their own segment with me once a week and host the podcast, the Right Life podcast, uh, which has got uh, what you got six, eight. How many? How many? How many podcasts do you have out there now? We got eight. Eight. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Eight episodes. So, yeah. Go check it out. All right. Yeah. The Right (laughs) Life podcast. It's available. Um, All right. Back on the Triple Dipper. The race to race. How liberals constantly find race at the heart of every issue they don't understand or don't like. And there was that woman named Kalisa Wing who has been the DEI, the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Coordinator for the Department of Defense Education's uh, activities around the world. She's been in that position since December of 2021. And she is now pushing back against claims that she's in some way a racist. Well, she came to prominence <laughs> because she's in charge of DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion for all DOD schools. And yet she was caught just a month or so ago tweeting out how exhausted she was with white folks. And this is her words. I'm so exhausted. These white folks in professional development sessions, this lady had the caudacity, C-A-U stands for Caucasians audacity, had the caudacity to say black people can be racist too. I had to stop the session and give that Karen the business. Wow. Wow. Racist much, Kalisa Wing? She also went on to try and explain it away by saying, no, I did not make disparaging comments against white people. That wasn't. I would never categorize an entire group of people trying to disparage them. I was speaking as a private individual. Um, no. Let me, let me do some explaining to you, Kalisa Wing. If you're in charge of ensuring that racism does not exist, but you express yourself in your private capacity as a racism, you're likely not the best candidate for the job. Just saying. She went on to say, I was in a space where I was the only person of color, and it was in the wake of the George Floyd murder, and the purpose of that was people wanting to reconcile. I don't know what she's talking about. But a number of members of Congress have now written to Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, who being the sec def, he's going to wind up having, you know, the final say over appointments within the the, the DOD's education arena. And they, they want to know what the heck. Never mind the point that she's also tweeted out things like she's exhausted by 99% of the white men in education and 95% of the white women. What? And she's in charge of the diversity, equity, and inclusion for DOD schools. So 20 Republican lawmakers, including, um, I believe, our uh, own Congressman Mike Rogers, have written to Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin wanting to know if he's aware and what he plans to do about this. I don't know that they received a response yet. All said and done, you can't claim to be anti-racist while you use racism as your excuse for why you don't like things. Disney's had it going on lately. Boomer, I mean, yeah. Disney, Disney, Disney. Disney, Disney, Disney. Oh, Disney. Silly Disney. I mean, I, 
I would imagine there's some Paw Patrol in your house. Yes. And then I would imagine there's also maybe some Mickey's Fun House. Do y'all watch the uh, Mickey yes, Mouse? Yes, he loved yeah. Mickey's Fun But, you know, now it's like Lightning McQueen. Oh, yeah. Cars. Oh, yeah, we love some cars. Yeah, my, my, little, my little grand dude loves all those. Oh, so much fun. Um, but Disney, to watch those. Disney's kind of got a thing going now. They do. Very agenda-driven. You saw the story, the one I'm holding? I yeah. did. So, story from the Daily Wire. We talked about it briefly once before, but I'm going to bring it back up because it's so egregious. Disney Plus cartoon is demanding reparations and more with a song called Slaves Built This Country. So, it says Disney has gone for woke yet again with an episode of the cartoon series called Proud Family, which features kids singing a song about reparations that America owes to black Americans and of how slavery built this country. The recent episode that aired on Disney Plus titled Louder and Prouder talks about a group of kids who find out that their town's founder was a slave owner, which would be, what, 150 years ago. The song opens with the line, this country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country, and they repeat that throughout the, uh, the episode. And they went on to say, quote, we the descendants of slaves in America have earned reparations for their suffering and continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in a systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still is not atoned for. And then in the cartoon, four black students glare at a, the only white student who stands on stage with a sign that reads, still has not atoned for. This is a Disney cartoon. This is, this is one of the most awful things I've ever seen promoted. I mean, the very idea that you're going to make our country better by making it worse, no, it doesn't work that way. And you can't just make the race to race. I mean, you can't just, you can't just go and say, hey, yeah, listen, we're going we're gonna to jump in here and tell you how bad you are so that you can be gooder. It, when you tear things down, you don't always get them built up. The 1619 Project, I'm not even going to dig deep into that one. I've got probably one of the longest articles in my entire stack, and I, just even wanted, I don't even want to talk about it as much. But, okay, the 1619 Project, it started off in 2019. You may remember this. Uh, what's your name? Uh, um, Nicole Hannah-Jones, is that her name? Uh, just, yes, Nicole yes. Hannah-Jones, that's her. She started this thing. It was an article in New York Times Magazine or a, a special. And it, and it, it was basically talking, promoting the idea that in 1619, the first slaves came to um, uh, the coasts of, of North America, and therefore that is when our country originally started, not 1776. Never mind the fact, by the way, that during the... Um, the Revolutionary War that a number of the colonies actually abolished slavery and some of them did soon thereafter. No, no, no. The core of the 1619 Project was on treating like the preservation of slavery as a major cause for the revolution that we were trying to, def basically what they're trying to say is we needed slaves to keep doing what we wanted to do and therefore we were going to fight England for the right to have slaves. First of all, that's not right. That's not correct. That's inaccurate. Secondly, it gets you know, certain important facts glaringly wrong, even though they've been pointed out to them. They don't want to change it. Third, it advances arguments without slightest shame or self-reflection, the article says. And fourth, it remains a very lucrative brand because people keep funding it. Nicole Hannah-Jones refuses to make changes to the narrative, even though she's been shown over and over and over again that what she's citing is incorrect. Why? Because she's a revisionist. Because if they can also not only declare racism, but revise history to include it at times when it is more applicable to their narrative, they'll do it. They'll do it every time. Listen, I'm going to end on a more positive note. If you are not uh, 
a follower of Thomas Sowell. And I say follower, I mean like you read his writings, his quotes, his tweets. Thomas Sowell is an amazing man. Thomas Sowell is a conservative author. He's an economist. He's also a black man who speaks out against the narrative that we are a systemically racist country. In July of 2020, he gave an interview with Mark Levin. And he was asked about systemic racism, systemic oppression. And he says it really has no meaning that can be specified and tested in the way that one tests other hypotheses. He says it does remind me of the propaganda tactics of Joseph Goebbels in the age of the Nazis, in which he was supposed to have said that people will believe any lives repeated loud enough and long enough. He says that's what we're getting. It's one of many words. I don't even think people who use it have any idea what they're saying. Their purpose is only to have people cave into it. You hear that? That's the purpose. That's why they race to race. A notable scholar, who happens to be a black man, by the way, literally says the only purpose in doing this is to have people cave into it. Well, I'll tell you what, Boomer, uh, I got a caller on the line. Um, let me do that real quick. I got I got like, like, like I'm running late, but I'll take a call real quick for the break. Is that Brian? Brian from Huntsville. How you doing, buddy? Uh, doing well, but I wanted to mention that slavery was established in the U.S. before uh, we ever came over here because the tribes would have, would, would the uh, Native American tribes would have slaves. Uh, so it's nothing new. And that on top of that, um, I think Egypt owes me reparations if anybody else gets reparations because I know well, my savior is a, is this man named Jesus who is Jewish. Wow. Perfect point. And the tribes came out of there. That perfect point. See you, man. All right, Boomer, take us to a break, man. I ran long. We'll come back, have a short segment, and then, then it's time for Boomer and McQueen. Y'all stand back. It's going to be awesome. We'll be right back. back phil williams right side radio solid conservative and just plain right uh so wrapping up that section of the triple dipper i mean i'm looking at it boomer and wondering can i even get all three dippers done today Ooh, uh, I mean, well we're, i'm we're, I'm, we're, I'm rooting for you <laughs> <laughs> Bo. <laughs> i'm rooting for you boomer's in my corner it's all good but it's gonna be hard it's gonna be tough man we got so much content week so <laughs> yeah coming up here in a few minutes we got boomer and mcqueen that'll that'll take us to the top of the hour and then uh we got uh, matt clark from the alabama center for law and liberty calling after four to discuss a topic that i'll be you know is one of my dippers the fight for life i've got a whole section on military readiness so we'll see if i get to all of it um looking over at the uh text lines appreciate all of y'all engaging the topics um Dustin from Hazelgreen, by the way, has been sort of tracking down the fact that he's got a friend who lived, uh, or someone he knew anyway, that 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 is right there at the uh, crash site area uh, where that Black Hawk helicopter went down, and said that her ring doorbell actually caught the the, the helicopter coming down. That's horrible, um, but um, uh, that they did actually uh, uh, contact the investigating authorities to make sure they knew they had the video, and uh, and that the. Um, uh, the, the, the folks have contacted her and they're going by there to get the, uh, the footage. 
So yeah, that's that's amazing. Isn't that amazing technology today? I mean, it it sometimes it's a little scary. Sometimes it's very helpful though. Um, I mean, how many times have we seen things happen with, you know, uh, body cam uh, uh, video on a police officer, and and that's what oh yeah either a says it really did happen or b says it really didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, I got I got mixed feelings on making police officers have to wear body cams, but I I think right now in today's environment. Uh, it's got to be something that actually saves them from a lot of pain um, later on when people try to say, well, that that happened and he said that. No, actually, he didn't, man. We have the video. In fact, you know what? I know for a fact because um, as an attorney, I had a case uh, that involved a claim of racism, and yet we had the video that showed that nothing like what the guy was claiming had even happened. Um, like, come on, dude. Just accept responsibility for your inability to uh, abide by the traffic laws. And then let's call it done. Um, John from Huntsville says he's ready for Boomer McQueen. Bam. He's all in. Gary from Decatur just texted in, said he used to, and I I got to kind of, so it's one big block email. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm I'm trying to make sure I differentiate where Gary leaves off and where his quote begins. But what he's saying is he used to subscribe to the New England Journal of Medicine to get the latest medical updates and news until articles began to appear that showed a complete bias. I'm paraphrasing slightly. But he has one here that he quotes at the section of it where a, a um, and just reading through, I'll give you the paraphrase here, is that a, a black woman physician says that uh, her job was to provide uh, education and career enhancement for members of the medical community. And then she says this, I began to find myself overwhelmed by the responsibility of my role. To be clear, I'm not overwhelmed by the administrative tasks or the ever-growing clinical enterprises or by stricter duty hour mandates. Rather, I'm overwhelmed by the responsibility of educating and training black, indigenous, and people of color residents in a system that reflects the inequities of a society in which we live and in spaces that often intensify experiences of racism, inequity, and oppression. Wow. And so as a black woman, I guess she said she had to resign. That's just, to me, that's crap. Um, You're living as a victim. And if you are automatically, by the way, walking into the job, identifying people by their skin color, and using terms like BIPOC, which normal people don't use, then I would suggest that you were probably the not right, the right person for the job in the first place. Um, anyway, all right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break here in a moment. We're gonna come back, Boomer and McQueen. Oh, let's see what kind of questions we got today. More than that, let's see what kind of answers they got today. One of my favorite moments. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. <laughs> 